This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 65. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you can Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture, Goodfellas, one minute about that thing at a time. I am Josh Flanagan, I'm here with Ron Richards. I took care of that thing. You took care of that thing? Yeah. And uh, Connor, you know about that other thing? Yeah, I know. Right. Another thing? 
Say your whole name. <laughs> and of course, with us on this Friday, closing out the week is our special guest, independent filmmaker Henry Nasserbach. Oh, that Pittsburgh thing? No, no, the other thing, the thing downtown. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> you know, the one, the thing, the one had beef. <laughs> Sorry, it's so we could literally do that all night, all day. <laughs> this minute starts with Paulie sneaking a kiss, and it ends with "Let's eat." Which is a great way to end the end the week. I think it's a, a nice capper. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> all right. So so they they're still arriving in the foyer, and uh, Polly just wants a kiss. That's all he wants. Well, more happy Polly. He's he's very happy. He's, he's having a good run. It's Sunday dinner. If Polly's Pauly? happy, everyone's happy. He's gonna. He, but the thing is, he's happy because the whole family is here. He's gonna shift gears, real oh. quickly, real quickly. So this is Polly's house. Yes. There's so many people in that house. So many coming, coming from everywhere. Have you noticed that? You got, you, you you've got. Upstairs. Once they get in, <laughs> once they get in the door, you got, you got, you got, the, you got. Uh, Martin Scott says his father waddling in. Then you've got some guy in a tan suit who I've never seen before with teeth. You got Tootie coming down the stairs. Oh, let's not let's not steamroller over this. This is one of my notes. Is Tootie in all caps and an exclamation point? Yep. Yeah, he's back. In a, in you a, haven't a, seen him non, in some Non-speaking, uh, I don't say cameo, but this is an appearance later in the film. We haven't seen him in a long time. I'm glad this he's not the first dead. Time he's been in the movie since Henry has gone into Ray Liotta, like adult mode. Yeah, yeah, he has. He was. He's been. He was. He was there when they uh, after the Air France Hall. Like he, Tootie's been hovering in the background for the majority of the movie. You just just haven't noticed. I don't think you can have a cameo in a part that you had a major speaking role in the first part of. I just feel like I'm watching 64 different movies. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that guy from the earlier movie of this. To be fair, we don't watch a lot of movies. 64. We don't watch a lot of movies using this method. Yeah. <laughs> this is unusual. It's messing with my head, guys. I can, yeah. I'm really worried. My, my wife was like, are you going to be able to watch this movie again? And I went, I don't know. Oh, I will be able to. I was, I was, doing, I was taking my notes for this minute, and then I jumped ahead, and I watched like a half an hour. Josh, things you should have thought about before agreeing to do this. I know. It really didn't occur. Because at first I was like, yeah, totally. And now I'm like, I don't know. I might be too inside. <laughs> it's, it's just too much. Like, like every minute I will just be raging. Like in my, inside my head, I can't like, oh, look at that. This thing. Make a note. Should have said that. Wish I'd done this. <laughs> anyway, all those people in the house makes me stressed out. <laughs> it's a Sunday dinner. It's, it's a, a Sunday normal. dinner in an Italian house, man. That's a, I know. That's the way it goes. Now, here's it's very the, different from my familial experience is what I'm saying. Now, now, Josh, have, what's the most people you've had at your house in one time? In my house? Here as an adult or like as a kid? No, as an adult, as a host. Eight? No. We've had birthday parties for my kids before, I guess, where there were more people. I hate, I hate it. I don't want that. <laughs> misanthrope uh, so uh, <laughs> it was like i had like i when i was a little kid i had like four direct relatives living near me and that that would be it it's great so this is a small intimate gathering mm-hmm. compared to like christmas this is and, just like the vips yeah, yeah yeah this is yeah this is this is this is nothing so henry says hello to tootie when he comes down the stairs and then he shakes hands with the man in the beige suit i look high and low I do not know who this gentleman is. A new mystery mobster. A new mystery mobster, ladies and gentlemen. Wish I had a Maybe bell. Maybe he's just an unconnected relative. Connor, were you able to find him? Or? No. I could not find any credit. He's wearing a black shirt with a very wide collar as well. He's in a, in a beige suit, and he's got... Uh, uh, I think he's wearing a toupee. Oh, yeah. He's an older gentleman. Also, it sounds like you're putting on an APB right now. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna t- <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. 
that guy probably has a really interesting story. Well, here's the here's the thing. So, and he tells it well. He yep. clearly is not an actor because he is he, the look on his face when he's watching Ray Liotta come in. He cannot take his eyes off Ray Liotta, and he knows that all I've got to do is shake his hand. And clearly, he's not high enough enough for Henry to come and kiss him. It's just a handshake. So he's an exterior. Like it's so much going on in just these five seconds. It's amazing. I like that you pulled that much out of it. I'm kind of impressed by you. <laughs> I know I appreciate that. That's that's a whole thing I didn't even it is. I, I didn't even know about. <laughs> so now the the tenor of this engagement turns as Polly goes to ask Henry some questions, and to me this indicates the limitations of the that thing system. <laughs> I, I, well, I well okay, make your point, and then we'll go back. Well, he says you hear about that thing, and we, they got to go through about three other things so they get to the thing <laughs> they want to talk about. They really go through a bunch of things before they get to the thing. Right. Well. I wonder if that's a feature or a bug. <laughs> I guess it depends on how quickly you need the information. Well, at the end, well, here, see, okay, I don't want to blow it all because we have a lot. But at the end, Polly just says the name. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> that. All that pretext. We're not going to get to this. Go, all right, fine. Billy Bats. Because <laughs> okay, it could be like, well, what if somebody's wearing a wire or we're being recorded? But. No, he just says the name, so yeah. that's not it. Like it's this is their <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think that's just the way they talk about. It. I mean, I don't think he's trying to hide the fact. Bro, <laughs> using his hand uh, gestures in the you know our second episode of this week when he clearly could have just told Henry what he needed to be done, but no, it's, the, it's their language. Well, I think that they've all developed an extreme habit of being indirect. Well, they have to. Yeah, yeah I know. So that this is the this is the off. You know, you got to deal with that. That's why he's. That's why Henry's organized. That's what I'm saying. There's a failing in the system. Well, so so I just I just think about it. You you harken back to the job. Like like, is there the one question when your boss saunters over to your desk that they ask you that you're dreading? And for Henry, the question is, Hey, what do you know about that thing? Because at, at at that point, it could be it's a choose your own adventure of peril. It is right. f- four or five paths that 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 thing could go down, and Henry's got to choose which way he's going to go. You know. <laughs> well, so this leads to a whole lot of questions. One. I can't tell if Henry is lying badly or well. Badly. Really well. Well. See? I said badly. Really well. My first note on this minute is Henry is such a good liar. No, but here's here's the thing. Here's the problem. You're right. He starts off doing well, but then by the end of it, he is revealing far too much. No, he's revealing just enough. No, I was surprised because when he explains, he goes, oh, right, yeah, he came into the joint one night and then he just disappeared. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he wasn't given a lot to work with at the beginning. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he gave away a little bit at the end, more than he had. Well, I think people well, well, people knew he was going to be at the joint. That's where the party was. Yeah, so no, but lying say he wasn't at the joint. No, I'm talking yeah, about Paul the dis- already the, known that. That's I'm why talking about the di- about the disappearing. How does he know he disappeared? Well, because everyone knows he disappeared. The That's the word. Everyone's on the looking for him. Yeah. He disappeared. He's giving him back the exact information that Polly already has. That's true. A sign of a good liar. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That really was. I'm, I'm, can we just go ahead and give it up to Connor here for? Wow. A yeah. That's that's really. <laughs> I great. mean, that you pulled that out and just laid it right on. He is repackaging what's already known. Yeah. So You've this is a, a long way. <laughs> this is a form of code talking. And the fun fact for this episode is that, of course, there are the famous code talkers in the world in World War II that stymied the Nazis. But the first known instance of the U.S. military using code talking was in September 1918 in the First World War, at the Battle of Somme. They used Cherokee troops to. Convey coded messages. Turkey okay. troops. Cherokee. Oh, Cherokee. Oh. Troops. <laughs> it was a bad scene. The Battle of Somme. Yeah. <laughs> My bad grandfather scene. worked the Mor- uh, Morse code in uh, Navy in World War II, and he oh. he knew it for the next seventy years of his life. 
Well, dot, yeah, I think dot, that's dot, what my dash, yeah, dot, dot, dash. my dad was a ham radio guy, but I think he knows he still knows it by heart. So I think that's the kind oh. of thing that once you know it, you never forget it. Yeah. So so here's the it's code code aside or whatever. When Paul Servino has his arm around you and has pulled you in that close, I don't think I, I would buckle under pressure. Well, the other thing going on there is he, he does not break eye contact or blink once. No. <laughs> nope. He, he also the smells of cigars. Yep. And some sort of menthol. And, and, and ham. Yeah. Prosciutto. Cured meat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be this close to Paul Servino would be a dream. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I just, I love that your perspective on all this is so different than mine. <laughs> I want, I want to get away like a cat trying to get out of a bag on the way to the vet. Oh, like, and I just want, I just want him to hold me, hold me. <laughs> oh, so here's my question: What does Polly know, or what does Polly think he knows? Now, Polly doesn't know anything. I think Polly believes. Well, that's him. the question. Does Polly suspect? That's what I want to know. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think Paul, Paulie's getting his balls busted, and he goes to the source to say what happened, and he's got what he needs, and now he can go back to whoever's busting his balls, and be like, "Yeah, ask my guy. He has no idea." I think, I, but you know what? There's a level here where he asks a thing, and Henry answers, and Paulie keeps looking at him. Yep, the slow nod. It? Yep, he's testing. You get that? That is not full trust. But at the end of it, he smiles, and they turn, and he goes, "Let's eat." You know, but like that's it's. What he it, would do if he was going to whack him. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. whacked with a smile. Yeah. I will say this: I'm looking again at his face, and he's getting the death stare. He is. It's business. And it's like it's like six inches from his eyes. Well, because the whole thing is that it's not he doesn't give a crap about bats. He doesn't care about where this guy is or whatever. All he cares is that he's getting heat from above him. You don't think he cares about the breach of protocol? No, he all he cares no. is that it, all Only he is a byproduct of the heat. Exactly. He's got to deal yes. with somebody asking him what happened. You know, like that. that he doesn't want that. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the noise. Yeah, he's annoyed. He can't have it. Yeah, he can't have it. Which which comes up which comes up later. He, you know, he yep. can't be he can't be around that shit. You know. Yep. We don't know anything right. about that. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Paul Sorvino is my idol. There you go. Speaking of being close to Paul Sorvino. Yeah. I have a college friend. I've, I've met a college friends who've worked on a lot of uh, films of varying budget and size, and they come back with the best stories. There, a lot of them are like camera, G and E, grip guys. Uh, production design, sound, uh, all this stuff. And right after graduation, one of my friends worked on a film with Paul Sorvino. And we went out to eat afterwards, after he was done with the movie, and he talked about Paul Sorvino for two hours. I, I'm, not surprised. Said, I'm not surprised. In, in the best way possible. He said That's that... a great uh, deal they shot, to have about Paul Sorvino if you're a crew guy. <laughs> well, they, they, he said they shot, for, they shot for four weeks, and Paul Sorvino would always... Like if there were kids on set, he would like wa- he'd pick up the kids and like, like walk them around. He, he would try. He would try to get a kiss from them, wouldn't he? <laughs> and it wouldn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> not from any Bronco kids. It. Not from no no Kaitels. <laughs> he he was the most personable guy. He knew everyone's name. And one day at lunch, my my buddy's friend, uh, my, his name's Colin, and some uh, someone brought like him like a cupcake or something because it was his birthday. And Colin's like this low level crew guy. You know, he's young. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Someone utters that it's Colin's birthday. Paul Sorvino, little known fact, trained opera singer, goes, it's Colin's birthday. Goes over, has everyone go quiet, and he sings happy birthday to Colin and kisses him on the cheek. Wow. You're you're describing Ron's fantasy right now. He's not quiet because he's crying. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, none of this surprised me. He surprises me. He's a teddy bear, in case you didn't know. He's a pussycat. And uh, I'm not surprised that he... uh, would uh would take care of the crew in such a way. 
Yeah, he, there's a great video on Facebook I'm going to try to find for you guys, but uh, he has a beautiful voice. Wasn't that lovely? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a well his, – he's, he's got a wonderful singing voice. The opera is, is amazing. Are you mm-hmm. jealous, Ron? I'm a little jealous. I'd like to, I would like to have Paul Servino sing me happy birthday while Mr. Met is holding a cake. <laughs> Are you going to go after Mira Servino? Is it a, a Carvel way cake. To get- uh, let's, let's not talk about Mira Servino because that could go for longer than I think we want. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that I have appreciated her work. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know how you managed to sound creepy in that short of time. You did it real good. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid you might fold under questioning. Jeez. Any more Paul Sorvino stories, Henry? I saw him in an elevator yes. once. Josh, you saw him in an elevator. Yep. How I'm much room was that. there in the elevator once he got in? Like it just opened, and then he was standing there, and, and he started I, singing. Do you have your birthday? No, no, it wasn't my birthday, as far as I remember. So, Ron, two of the three people here, or two of the four people here, have connections to Paul. I'm, I'm pretty jealous. I'll be honest with you. Pretty you call jealous. this a connection to Paul Sorvino? He sang "Happy Birthday" to a friend of mine. <laughs> I was actually in the same room. <laughs> Where was this elevator? Burbank. Hmm. The talent, uh, there's a talent agency on the floor that I worked on, and people would come in. He was by far the biggest star that would go to that talent agency because. They were mostly like reality stars. This was around the beginning of like when like Survivor was just getting to be a big thing. So like people from that show would like that's where their management would be. Like people who had sort of gotten to be a big deal in the first season. And there was uh, the little person from uh, was Seinfeld. Guys and- <laughs> no, no, that was the that was like the second biggest star was that guy who played Mickey on Seinfeld. I like that you keep starting the line and not realizing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've done it like four times on the course of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do that. That's a life thing. That's how this movie lives with me. I don't even know I'm doing it. It just happens. So uh, anything else for this minute in which Henry's interrogated? My only note here is that those men aren't going to have to cook or clean anything. No. It's they're going, going to worse. have that big thing, and those women are going to do everything, and they're just going to relax. And that is are going to drink and smoke in the backyard. That's so foreign to me. I was trying to make out what was on the table, but all I can see is the antipasto. Mm-hmm. But I would really like to know what they're eating. That's a theme with you. Josh, do you have a cry for help? No, I'm just, it's a different thing. Like I, when we had like Hank, he, he asked who, you know, when we had a lot, when they did, I cooked, I cooked all the Thanksgiving food. It's very, it's a lot of work. These men didn't do that. It's a different life. I wonder how big the dining room table is. You only see a little piece of it, but it's gotta be a long table. It's gotta be just for the adults, right? And then they have a kitty. Oh yeah, of course. There's a kid's table. Yeah. It doesn't look that big. It looks like maybe it has eight. It can have eight. We're talking multiple tables, multiple rooms. Possibly, yeah. Know what I like is when they turn the corner. Everybody, the whole family's all they're gathering in the dining room in the kitchen, and there's one teen kid sitting on a chair, looking like he doesn't belong, and that's that 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 sums it up right there. In between the adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he knows it. He knows he's gonna be stuck with the little crying baby girl, you know, and he's got to deal with it, you know. That place doesn't look big enough for the amount of people there. Yeah, there's got to be multiple. I'm thinking multiple tables. They were people were upstairs. Because it's like it's it's like one of those little Queens row houses. And yeah. They're not they're not that large. Well, he probably had a bigger. He probably had one of the bigger ones. Because look at that staircase in the beginning. That's somewhat grand, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I bet you there's a kids' table in the kitchen where they're where they're standing with the babies. Oh, I was just gonna say I have a tiny piece of trivia about uh, Scorsese's dad that appears in the beginning of this shot. Do you, does anyone else know where else he appears in the movie? Yes. At the wedding. Yes. Wedding. No, he has a vocal cameo near the end of the film in a phone booth. Giving Robert oh, yeah. De Niro some news. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We'll get way. we'll get to that, Hank. Okay, thanks. That's that's not your minute. Yeah, no, you cut that shit out. I don't care. 
It's his, it's his last day. Hank doesn't care. <laughs> what do I care? Do you think that that teen who doesn't look like he belongs is waiting to see if they're going to give him some wine? No. He does not want to be there. He doesn't want to be okay. there. He wants to be out with his friends. It's Sunday afternoon. He's missing prime stickball time. Yep. And bicycling sure. time. Yeah. I will defer to your knowledge yes, of this. Yes, no, life. yeah. There's not a lot of wine sneaking. There's there's almost no teenager, especially on the younger end of the teenage spectrum, who wants to be at this family gathering. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They want to out. What about someone who wants to be in the family? He's the not family. He's, he's too young. He's too young. Too young. He doesn't know. Like if it's like you're talking about a seventeen year old. Henry's eleven. He's parking Cadillacs. Henry's ambitious. Yeah, he wasn't eleven. He was a little older than eleven, but yeah, thirteen. Couldn't even see over the steering wheel. <laughs> parking Cadillacs. All right. This this the now now uh, Paul Savino saying let's eat is getting me hungry. Yes. All right, Paul Savino <laughs> says, let's eat. That's it. Anybody else got anything? Oh, fuck count is one. So for the uh, week? For the week, it's two for total. Now, this is, a, this is a sad development, guys. We have dropped below two a minute for the total because of this. Oh! We're at 124 total. All right. Dropped slightly below two a minute. All right, well, let's have to hope they pull it out. Well. I, I have a feeling they will. Tommy's still with us, so. Yeah. We'll be before, fine. Before we, we get on to our... Uh, our stuff here at the end, I think that we have, uh, we have a sacred duty. And that involves uh, handing out a mob name to this week's patron. Uh, right. The folks uh, who go to patreon.com slash GFM support the show with their hard-earned uh, dosh. These guys are earners. And the name for this week is... Bill Scurry. Bill Scurry. Bill Scurry. What do you need a name for Bill Scurry? Hank, what do you know about Bill Scurry? Oh, what do I know about him? What can I say about him? Um, <laughs> don't say nothing and never rat on your friends. Um, Quiet Bill Scurry. Willie yeah. Scares. Well, here's what I'll say is that my favorite mob name in this movie is later in the movie is Johnny Roast Beef. Why? Which what? is clearly given to him by someone who just saw him eat a roast beef sandwich once or something. Yeah, or he's face. He's, and it's kind of, he's kind of large. Yeah. Well, and again, you're jumping ahead. But I would like to hearken back to that kind of nickname. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. What about what about Billy Sunday? Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner. Billy really likes dinner I, on Sunday. Billy scares. Billy fennel sausage. <laughs> Billy Baris. Billy. Billy Barada. <laughs> Billy Barada. <laughs> Bill- Jesus. We don't need to go off of the name, by the way. It could be something. It could be something completely else. It could be like Knuckles. Pursuit. <laughs> Why is that to be food? Because <laughs> Henry likes. Because Henry likes Johnny Roast Beef. So in his honor, we're just going to call him Pursuit. <laughs> Thank you, Billy Brajol. Billy Brajol. Georges Brajol. The Brj- The Brajol. How do you spell that? Oh Jesus! R-A-C-C- I'm not doing it. Ask Frankie Carbone. B R B R A B R C I O L E. Right. B R C B B R A C I O L E. No. Yes. Okay. Billy Brachiol. Brachiol. All right. There you go. Yep. Hey, Billy Brachiol. Wait, are we leaving the Billy or not? Or not? How about just Brachiol? Let's just call him Brachiol. Well, his nickname, and they'd call him yeah. Billy Brachiol. Oh no, he's just Brachiol. You can just call him. Hey, hey, just yeah, after a few years, people forget that he was even named Billy. Yeah. There was. <laughs> there was Joey Bags. There was Brajol. Oh, man. Was. <laughs> I think that works. Straight up. Just keep it. So, Ron, B-R-A-C-I-O-L-E? B-R-A-C-I-O-L-E. Yep. We can do this on the air. <laughs> Brajol. 
That's how you spell it. Yeah. It's an Italian dish consisting of slices of meat that are often pan fried or grilled. Yep. That's what it is. Brazil. You just saved Bill Scurry at Google. <laughs> All right. It's Thanks, good... Bill. Thanks for being a patron. Patron. Fuck. I always do that. <laughs> I've been doing it too. You I don't know. I don't know the right way. I don't know. And of course, we want to thank this week's guest, Henry. We know him as Hank Nasserbach. Henry. 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 I can't do it. Try. I want to. I'm sorry. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was this was a lot of fun. I I love listening to the podcast, and this was uh this is a lot of fun to jump in. Thank you guys very much. Hey, am I the only Persian on this thing? <laughs> Wait, you're Persian? You're Persian? It's a different part of Italy. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Small town in Sicily. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, find me on uh, Twitter. Or something. Tell me I'm an asshole. Tell me I'm wrong. Whatever. At uh, Nasserbach. N a s s e r b a k h t. Awesome. So that's not an Italian name, is what you're saying? Uh, I don't. Not that I know of. Well, well, we look forward to the day when you're a big film director and people uh, they're doing a podcast about one of their movies. And a trivia fun fact will be that he appeared on a podcast analyzing Goodfellas back in the t- <laughs> the twenty teens. <laughs> we look forward when to it that. Came time to talk about the influences and the other movies of sources. You didn't sound like a dipshit. And you knew what you're talking about. I yeah. think it's going to be more so like a a Bracco child. It's going to be like Henry Nasserbach. Known for Goodfellas Minute, and that'll be the end of it. Oh, well. That'll be the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> if this is your 15 minutes, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> here's, here's what it I can tell you about. Five. I only got five minutes. <laughs> I can guarantee you that that does not rate a Wikipedia entry. Ask how I know. <laughs> uh. yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. So that is going to do it for Minute 65. You can listen on Monday. We'll be back for Minute 66. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Min or Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. You can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. If you want to support the show and get your own mob name, and why wouldn't you want that? Because we like doing it. You can go to Patreon.com slash DFM or GoodfellasMinute.com slash support. We'll find that link as well as a link to our Amazon affiliate page. If you have any questions you want to email us, you can email contact at GoodfellasMinute.com. And if you like comic books and you want to want to listen to our comic book web uh, podcast, Webcast. you go to ifanboy.com. Yeah, when am I going to be on that one? That's where we met. Uh, you, you don't read comics anymore, kid. Do you? I don't know. I figure no one does. We read comics. Every single week we talk about the best and the worst ones of the week and the ones that we like, mostly the best ones. I don't know why I said that. And also, make sure you go check out StarWarsMinute.com. That is where this format came from. They're the ones who first ruined one of their favorite movies for themselves by uh, digging I, th- I think so you're feeling anxiety ever. about this now. <laughs> no. I think you are. I think deep down you are. I love this movie and always will. Nothing will change that. I only appreciate it more now. Until Monday. See you later, Brajol. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.